2: Fact of the
1: matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss,
0: and this is Stupidity.
1: Here we go, Jim. Tony!
2: Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate and review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. By doing that. You have made us the biggest podcast in the world. We are brought to you by DraftKings. Also brought to you by our friends at ZipRecruiter. Hiring again? ZipRecruiter finds top talent for you. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash pod. ZipRecruiter,
1: the smartest way to hire. What's going on, fellas? You know. Another week. How's it going, Stu Gats? How's it going? No, I Mikey? don't
2: know. That's why I asked you what's going on, fellas. What do you mean? What's going on?
1: We <laughs> actually, have run our test. Well, meta world peace, I should say.
2: Meta world peace. It's actually very fair, Billy. I spend more time with you than I spend with my wife. I should know exactly what's <laughs> going on with you. I mean, yeah. sorry about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 How do you feel just, about that, by the way? About what?
2: About spending more time with you than I do with my wife? Yeah. Um. Not
1: great. Yeah. Same. How do you think so your that's wife-
2: I want I want a top three on how Billy is better than your wife and how he's worse. Oh wow. Uh wow. Uh he does for me. He does more for me uh than my wife. He spends less of my money than my wife. I spend uh, none of your money. <laughs> I've never paid you. I mean. <laughs> uh well, that's a great question, Mike. That is, it. she, uh, he's way more organized. Um, I, I said three. I said three. Don't, don't go getting divorced now. I'm now, worse. rolling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what's worse? Uh, I don't think Billy appreciates me nearly as much as my wife. Although I do think he appreciates me. Um, I don't think Billy trusts me nearly as much as my wife does. Although that's earned. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Loyalty is about a push, uh, I think, uh, slightly towards Billy. I mean, oh, just wait. <laughs> wait till what? What are you no. going to do? <laughs> just wait. <laughs> My wife's a lot more attractive. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Right. Uh, why, you're insulted by that? <laughs> I mean, you're a good-looking guy. Don't get me wrong. I mean, certainly more attractive than you, Mikey A. <laughs> well, that's not hard. Poor Mikey. I feel like Billy's as
3: loyal as his options.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Mikey A gets it.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway, we have Metaworld World Peace coming on. This is very exciting. you um, know, uh, Mike, you and I are excited because yeah. he's from New York. He's a St. John's guy. I'm a St. John's fan. Uh, he's a big Knicks fan. Did he play for the Knicks? Did yeah. Ben ever play? He did, right?
3: He was on the roster.
2: Yeah. yeah, he's an he's from New York. We're excited.
3: Yeah. <laughs> just an interesting uh, guy, though.
2: Yeah, he is a uh, he's an interesting guy. Billy, how do you imagine this is gonna go? Because um the last time he was on our show, it got a little contentious with him and Levitard, which is why he's coming <laughs> on stupidity. He wants nothing to do with Levitard. <laughs> I
1: mean, <laughs> I like Meta. I think it's gonna go well.
2: I like Meta too. Uh, I'm just not certain because. We've had him on so many times over the last 20 years. Sometimes great, sometimes not so great. It's kind of hit or miss with Metaworld Peace, but I'm interested to see where he's at in his life. So let's find out together. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling so what is the best thing about the original light beer miller lights sparked this debate in 1975 and we still haven't settled it listen for me it's simple when i'm sitting around with friends with family we're at concerts we're watching the knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years we're laughing we're having a great time we do it with ice cold miller lights always have always will All right, one of my favorite players of all time, one of my favorite athletes of all time, Meta World Peace with us. He has a new podcast out. Check out Meta's podcast, Metaphorically Speaking, available now on Podcast One. Meta, why'd you decide to get into the podcast game, man?
3: You know, um, I actually uh, well, nice to be here too, guys. You know, I actually had my podcast uh, 2014. Um, okay. I had a podcast called Metaphorically Speaking. We did uh, about four video. Uh, shows about an hour long we recorded it and then we didn't really know how to distribute it from there so we just put it in the can Um, and then here we are 2021 and a couple of my people was like hey let's do a podcast I said okay let's do a podcast and I was like oh wow I still got that name metaphorically speaking how about we just use that and you know these podcasts pretty much you just get people on you just talk about what they want to talk about Right, where we are, metaphorically speaking, we don't really have like a theme, but you know it is what it is.
2: Do you talk about some of the things you want to talk about, (laughs) not just what they want to talk about? (laughs) Oh no, I do. Like I'm actually
3: just interested in people. You know, like I'm. I was always when I was doing a podcast. It was actually you know a platform where people could kind of you know get their message out, obviously. But I'm always interested in what other people doing. Um, So I actually did. I got a chance to talk to Dr. Drew. I got a chance to talk to Tyson, you know, and just like asking different nice. questions. It was fun.
2: Who's the person you haven't had on yet that you would love to get on the podcast?
3: Um, uh, I mean, probably Celine Dion, uh Mary J. Blige, probably <laughs> um SWV, um Dr. Neil De- Degrassi, um probably Joe Montana. He's doing wow. some sort of cool stuff.
2: Billy, why did you make that face when he said Celine Dion? Why'd you make that face? <laughs> I didn't think Celine Dion would be at the top of the list. I got to be honest with you. Caught me by he didn't surprise. pause
3: either. He just went Celine Dion. Yeah. <laughs> why that's Celine funny. Dion? Why Celine Dion? I mean, I, you know, she's one of the greatest vocalists we've ever seen. Yes. You know, Whitney Houston is up there also. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, some of the greatest vocalists. And, you know, if you love vocals, you love music, you love them, right? So that's yes. like... A, it's, you know, music is just something we need. And she's at the pinnacle.
1: Celine Dion's Titanic song is actually what I will sing at karaoke sometimes. I don't hit all the notes, but I'm with you on that. Do you ever do that at karaoke? sing the Titanic song?
3: You, the, certain songs I can't sing. Mm. Um, that song is a song that I can almost sing. I don't reason. believe
1: there's songs that we can't sing. I don't, I don't buy that whole I can't thing. I think we could do it.
3: No, there's things you can't do. i that for sure I can't sing certain songs.
1: Wait, so so Meta, what is your go-to karaoke
2: song? What is the song you go to? Like, I mean, your you know, guitar. that's
3: a good pick actually I got a clip on YouTube where I was singing karaoke Celine Dion. Actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ron, I test Celine Dion. You'll see it pop up on YouTube. Really. Yeah. That that
2: seems like like I don't know like people always say when you're watching like American Idol you don't want to try to to sing a Celine Dion song. You don't want to try to sing a Whitney Houston song because you're going to embarrass yourself. Yeah, so I'm yeah, surprised you. I'm surprised that's the selection for you.
3: It was really bad. I embarrassed myself. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear you try it right now. <laughs> yeah, but who cares? It's about <laughs> having fun. It's
1: about saying something that you speaks to your soul,
3: you Every know? What i Every mean? night about- in my dreams. I see you. Yes. I feel you. you know I'm saying. Is that note? That one right there.
2: No, Wait you a got second. that. Wait, Billy, are you willing to try this together? A duet? A duet, you Meta- yeah, well, yeah, of course. Yes.
1: hundred okay. percent. I'm bringing up right. the lyrics right now. Okay. Uh, all right.
2: All right. This is so exciting. <laughs> I'm so excited. We'll get to your league in a second. metaphorically okay. speaking. Go.
3: Metaphor. Anyway.
2: <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> 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 All right. So Billy is pulling up the uh the lyrics for us right now. This is fantastic. I'll sneak in a basketball question why Billy <laughs> Oh no, he has them. All right, he has it. All right, so forget it. Let's let's forget about basketball for a All right,
1: Meta. Do you know the lyrics or do you are you looking them up? Should we do like line to line? What do you want to do here?
3: I mean, let's just go as far as we can go. Okay.
1: All right, you can you can start.
3: I, every night in my dreams, I see you. I, I feel you. you. That, that is how I know you. Go on. Far across. The, the distance ocean. and spaces. Between us.
1: You have come to show
3: go you on. Go, go on. on. Alright, the famous part is Yeah, here we go. Near far, far wherever where you, you are. are. I, I believe,
1: believe that, that the heart, the heart does. does
3: go on. Go on. Uh, actually,
2: well, that's <laughs> I love meta choreographing the entire thing yeah. <laughs> with his finger. <laughs> uh MetaWorld Peace with us, metaphorically speaking, uh is the name of the podcast. Check it out wherever uh you get your podcasts. available now actually on podcast one. Uh what is going on with the league? You have a uh X versus X sports League. What's going on there?
3: This is great as a pro. So we have a an application where we have leagues and we're launching our first pro league in Los Angeles, a women's pro league and a men's pro league. Uh, it's on November 14th is the men's, our uh, first men's game. And November 16th is the women's game. It's going to be at the YMCA, Mid Valley YMCA in Van Nuys. Um, on the 14th, which is a Sunday, we start at about 2 p.m. Uh, we go for about five hours. And then on Tuesdays, we start at about uh, 8 p.m., uh, for the women's, it'd be men's on Sundays, women's on Tuesdays, and come out. Anybody can come out, bring your family, you know, enjoy some good winter pro basketball. And one of my goals is to bring uh, pro basketball back to America. You know, we do have the NBA, obviously. That's the big elephant in the world. Then you have the G League, right? And, and then you have a lot of other leagues. But overseas, is something that is big leagues overseas. But a lot of our players here in America, they don't always want to go overseas, right? So... My goal is to get the support of America and really support a, another local pro uh, league, which I'm launching. I think it's going to be great. It'll be a great pipeline to the G League, a great pipeline, you know, to the NBA, hopefully. And then maybe some overseas teams. But I do believe that right now we have an opportunity right here in America to have some more pro sports, you know, the same way they have over overseas
2: Ah, uh, that's a good job out of you, Meta. That's a great job out of you. Defensive Player of the Year in two thousand and four, two thousand and ten, NBA champion. Uh, let's start with the defense because you were known as one of the great defensive players ever. The toughest guy for Meta World Peace to to defend was blank.
3: I probably got to say Jordan.
2: He was the toughest, right? Okay, but you you guarded
3: Kobe. Like <laughs> I guarded Kobe, I guarded LeBron. I just right. think Jordan was tough because um, he was he was thirty eight years old for one. And then he retired twice, <laughs> um, came back, had 40 against us one game. And I played against him in the summertime a lot. And I just don't recall anyone being that much of a threat against me, even though guys play well against me and you know, play pretty good basketball. But Michael Jordan was just different.
2: Did he talk shit to you or what?
3: No, Mike never talked shit. He never talked trash to me. Really? I've never heard Mike say – I've seen him talk to other people, but, you know, when I was playing against Mike, I, I think you know Mike really didn't expect someone like that to defend him. I don't think – he probably has some really great defenders. I'm not going to downplay anybody, but I just remember Mike telling me come back to the gym when I was 19 years old. Well. He's like, make sure you come back. Make sure you come back. And he wasn't teaching me how to play. He wasn't giving me any tips. He liked the competitive nature. It wasn't like he was saying – you know, hey, Ron, do a jab step like this. Shoot like this. There was no right. mentorship. He wanted his challenge. That challenge. I was 19, and I was and I was in his ass.
2: Because what I love about metal World Peace is you don't give a bleep who the guy is. You don't give a shit. You're up in his face. And so Michael wasn't – my guess is Michael was not used to that. He was like, hey, this kid ain't intimidated by me. He ain't sweating me. He's up in my face trying to garb it."
3: I love Mike. I just <laughs> – those moments that I had in the summertime – and then obviously you played against him in the NBA. Uh, I mean, I, you can't pay for those moments. As a kid, I looked up to Mike and to be, at the, you know, just to be in the same room as Mike, right, as a kid. Crazy. Crazy, right? Like, it was just, but then again, you know, I'm a real I'm a, I'm a real competitor. So, I mean, I didn't see much, you know, I was grinding out there and, and he was and, you know, um, I didn't hear any trash talking, you know what I'm saying? But with that being said, it wasn't like he wasn't playing well. He did play very well, and that's something I'll remember for, you know, for the rest of my life.
2: One of the uh, one of the many things I love about you is you could still see the kid inside you. Even as you were telling that story, you're still floored by the fact that you guarded Michael Jordan and we're yeah. in the same room as him. I mean,
3: it's just crazy. I mean, I, I work my, you know, I, I'm still, a, I'm a passionate guy. Yeah. I wear my emotions on my sleeve sometimes. And those moments like that, I mean, we do evolve and we grow up. We're, man, I'm 41 years sure. old. I'm not 19 anymore. But there's certain things in your life that you cherish. You know what I'm saying? There's certain things, certain people you want to be like that you still cherish, like people like Mike Tyson, like, you know, like Celine Dion, like Michael Jordan, like yes. Mary J. Blige, like there's certain people that you still love and they always make you feel the same way. All
2: right, so Michael didn't talk any trash to you because he respected you. That would be my I guess. I don't know why he
3: didn't. I can't, I can't say that. I just know no, I didn't hear nothing.
2: Because, matter you weren't scared of him. That would be my guess. You weren't scared of him, but... <laughs> I'm wondering who was the best trash talker in the NBA when you played?
3: I got to say Paul was an amazing trash talker because, I mean, Paul paired up, but I love Paul. He's my brother. We had a little personal rivalry. Of course. Um, But I love Paul. You know, I think um, he's the best trash talker because when you're talking trash against me, you really got to back it up, right? You got to be so ready to back it up. So, you know, it's really hard a lot. Of, nobody talked trash to me. Kobe talked a couple times because I started it, actually, but right. you know, my, my brother Kobe, had like, a lot of people didn't talk trash to me, not even really good players. When I you, see said- them talk, you know, I see them talking trash to other people, but when right. I come on the gym, it's a different look. You right. know what I'm saying? It's a yeah. different look. <laughs>
2: when you say you started... it. When you say you started it with Kobe, like, give us an example. Like, what kind of shit were you talking to Kobe?
3: One day I knew he – but Kobe's just so good, right? So one day he so came to the gym, and I said, you know what? You need to open your mouth and talk a little trash because he's he's going to get 30 and 40. He's one of the few guys that was, like, going to get those numbers. And I'm like, I'm not going out silent. <laughs> sure. So I just had to start saying something to him. I'm like, you know, I just – I told him he wasn't good, all this stuff. He still had, like, 40.
2: You <laughs> still had forty. Yeah, yeah. I would say that's a good job out of you if he just had forty though.
3: No, 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 no. That's not that's not great. Forty <laughs> is not not normal for me. People don't score 40. <laughs> okay,
2: that's fine. Uh listen, I know I know how close you were uh with Kobe. I am wondering, uh, and I know you miss him dearly, and I think you know, sports fans across the world miss him dearly. Uh the lesson that you the most valuable lesson you learned about how to live your life from Kobe Bryant was blank.
3: Oh, man. Uh, I would say... He taught you a lot. I know, bro. He did, man. He, he, yeah. he, beyond basketball. Right. Like You see him work on the court, then you see him work off the court. Mm-hmm. You know, you go into his office and you see his Wizard Nard series. I mean, his Wizard serious, series, or Wizard nod series, books. Yep. You'll see him making edits, his own edits. Seven books that didn't come out yet. You know, pages stacked, I would say two feet high or foot and a half high, seven different books. I mean, that's really impressive. And then you see what Body Armor did this week, right? Body Armor sells yeah. for $5 billion or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. He, was a, he, he actually gave me and Julius Randall an opportunity to invest in that deal um, in 2014. He <laughs> uh, was on the back of the bus. Um, but, you know, that, those type of things, he's a focused guy. And he helped me a lot with business, like just just talking to him and seeing what he's doing. Cause I was a guy where I put all my eggs like in passion, you know, that's what my business was. My business was passion. Right. You know, I wasn't thinking about nothing else. And then when my career's over, you know, I had to go back to my roots, which was math and architecture. And then when I was trying to put it together and how I can make a business out of it. Right. So from basketball, you know, to business, I think he really, you know, he helped me out tremendously. Did you invest? Did Julius invest? Oh, now I don't know if Julius invested. In body armor, maybe he did, but I didn't.
2: <laughs> Are you surprised Julius Randall has turned into this kind of player?
3: No, I was working with Julius with the Lakers. I'm not surprised. I was really? working with Julius um, during his early years. At times, you know, we worked a lot. Then he took it. He went to the next level. Uh, he has. He he found the, the, the correct trainers that could help him out. Uh, and, he, and now he's taking it to the next level on the court. I'm not surprised because, like, when I was working with Julius, it was just he's moving too fast. That was it. Really? He too fast, and he didn't have a lot of pivots. Um, and, he, and he really didn't know how to maneuver, you know, away from contact. He's a big boy. So he always, he always went to, to grind. But he's so athletic and so quick and so smooth, he don't really need to bump all the time. You see him now. You see that jumper just clicking going off the right, going off the left. Cody, it looked like he learned some stuff from Kobe. He's shooting three-pointers, all-star. I'm not surprised. I'm really, really happy.
2: So what you're saying is, like, this is interesting, fascinating to me. You're saying that he was moving too quickly, so maybe the mind was moving a lot faster than the body, and you just got him to slow down and relax a little bit?
3: I'm not going to say I did total all of that. But you
2: helped. But you helped, right.
3: I helped out a little bit know, I was being in the gym, you know, just talking and I'm really honored that I had the opportunity to work with him because now you see him playing well and he's a grown, he's a man now and he's going to take that to the next level. You know, his jumper is looking really solid. And one of the things I was always asking him to do practice, how you play, you know, and that's a simple task and you work on it and you just do it. And he has the skills and the talent, you know, to be great. And now he's running with it. And that jumper is just smooth as can be,
2: Meta. I love that you take a great deal of pride in helping people become a better version of themselves. Whether it's athletically, whether it's on the court, off the court, and giving people opportunity. But I, you seem to really enjoy just helping people out.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so you know. With that being said, I mean, is I mean, I, I think I have a natural instinct, you know, for coaching. Uh, even when I was playing into my career, I'm really competitive. When I was with the Knicks, I mean, every practice, I was literally probably the last one to leave a lot of the practices. But I was still helping and mentoring, you know, mentoring from a passionate perspective, you know, from, from a place of like playing one-on-one. Like I played against Tim Hardaway Jr. one-on-one a lot. That, those were grind-out games. I played against Sean, You know, played against Tyson, even though he's we both at the end of our career, but we played every day. You know, oh, maybe every day, actually. It's crazy. Uh, you know, we played, um, and then with the next playing against, I mean, with the Lakers playing against Brandon Ingram. You know, and it's it more its a thing like, let's play so you can get better. You know sure. what I'm saying? And then also, I need to grind because I'm not getting in the game, so. I need to...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Check out his podcast, metaphorically speaking. It is out uh, right now. Also, X versus X Sports League.
0: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
2: I am wondering, um, 2003, what did Riley say to you to get you all pissed off? Like, come on, We're down here in South Florida. We love Riley. I'm wondering what he said to you. He to didn't get you say all anything.
3: Um, that game was real intense. You know, Pacers, Miami Heat. That was actually um, a rivalry building. That okay. could have been a good rivalry, right? Um, yes, yes. I mean, imagine, imagine me and Dwayne Wade in the playoffs. I mean, Oh, we beat, no. We beat him in the playoffs, but imagine a second run at the playoffs and me and Dwayne. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been something?
2: No, it would have been great. It would have been that great. That would
3: man. have been something. But so Riley, he, so, so Riley didn't, didn't say Riley, anything. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't say nothing. He was just, it was just the other guy, ha- Askins. Oh god Keith
1: Askins.
3: Wait, so Keith
2: Askins, who sits on the bench and does crossword puzzles, actually got up and started talking <laughs> shit to you. <laughs> I
3: don't know if he's talking trash. He might have said something that I, I was actually going back to talk to him, and then Riley was right there. Riley was like, Hey, calm down. I'm like, hey, this has nothing to do with you. Get out of my way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but right, Riley, Riley seems like the kind of guy you would gravitate towards. Am I right?
3: I love Riley. Riley of Riley, yeah. Riley, Riley, the Knicks. Of course I love Riley.
2: Right. I, and here's what I love because I'm a Knicks fan and Mikey A with the beard down in the corner there. He is also a Knicks fan. You're glowing because the Knicks are back. Say it, man. The Knicks are back, right? Let's go. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm not going to trifecta. I, I'm, I'm in a mix between Lakers, um, Knicks and Pacers. That's, that's my triangle. I'm okay. sticking to the triangle, by the way, Phil Jackson. I am not mm. abandoning the triangle like everyone else.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of what Scotty Pippen said recently? He's got a book out uh, talking about Jordan and Jordan. Basically, Scotty has lived in that shadow. And I would say that's a pretty good shadow to live in. And perhaps Scotty should talk to, stop taking shots at Jordan because the reason we remember Scotty is such a great player. Is in part because of Michael Jordan. They helped each other out. Well, I but think what do you- the
3: reason you remember Michael Jordan is because Michael Jordan, for one, but also those marketing machines, yep. right? If you have a Nike commercial in your face every single day, Ron Artest yeah. is going to be like, "Oh wow!" If they did that with Pippen, I'd have been like, "Oh wow!" Pippen, right? I was yeah. I was interested in the best on the team. And, but with that being said, Scottie's competitive, and the same way Jordan gave that Hall of Fame speech, and he went at everyone, right? We are all competitive as humans, right? Some people are more competitive than others. So Scottie Pippen, is, this is like his whole Fame speech. This is like he, yeah. he's not going to go out like that, um, you know, in, in a light that he felt. He didn't want to be portrayed. He wanted to be portrayed as great. He don't want to be in Michael Jordan's shadow. And Scotty didn't, you know, he didn't executive produce or produce. That the last days, you know, the producers did, and, and they probably didn't go to Scotty and say, Scotty, how do you want to be portrayed? Right, Scott. Without Scotty, you know, maybe Mike only wins three. We don't know. It's fair. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Mike only wins three, or, or who knows? But without so you, Scottie. so you think
2: Scotty earned and and was should have been afforded the opportunity to have some say in how that thing was portrayed? I, I happen to agree with you. I think that's a great take. He's
3: Scotty Pippen.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Scotty yeah. Pippen. The only difference between Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan is obviously Michael Jordan so is think he's a better player. Right, like, obviously, I, I believe Michael Jordan's a better player, but you know Michael Jordan is a hell of a businessman and you know a, a genius when it comes to marketing. And you see what how him and Nike partnered on marketing is incredible. You know, yeah. if Scotty was thinking along those lines when he played, he could have had something incredible, right? Maybe he should have signed with another company because you know everything is going to Michael now. It went to Kobe, then he goes to LeBron, right? Scotty didn't have the opportunity, so. All the stuff we're seeing in media is all Michael Jordan. Scotty doesn't like that. I think he, you know, I, I think whoever produced that show should have called Scotty and said, How do you want to be betrayed? It, it, during your part. You, you know, it's like a, a producer can't say, okay, we want you to look like this. You didn't play basketball. You don't know how I feel. You know, I don't I don't really care about my high school, what I did in high school or sure. where I'm, I'm in Arkansas. Let's talk about something else. And I think I think that's where they got it wrong. I'm am a, a Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan fan.
2: The problem is the executive producer was Michael Jordan. So
3: <laughs> <laughs> was he really the executive producer?
2: I mean he had final say on everything. So <laughs> maybe a producer suggested, "Hey, we should call Scotty and Michael's like, yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good. I'm good."
3: No, I can I can see his frustration. And you know, I mean, if anybody could talk trash to Mike, is Scotty
2: it's has got it yes let's, get them, and let's you. get them in the
3: same room <laughs> let's get and them in you. the same room i'll moderate it i'll be i like between, this right i'll be in between nobody gonna fight because i'm there right so yes you know we did we we just gonna talk it out and let's see let's see these guys go at it let's meta, see go I love it. meta
2: world peace is brokering peace i love this I mean, we, <laughs> I, we,
3: yes I, i'm not brokering peace i want to see the drama <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, you're right. You're on the no, right I path think, there. I think honestly, I think those guys I think I'ma say this. I think it would be entertaining to yes. see those two guys talk.
2: I agree. With you in the middle, with you moderating. I would like if you <laughs> that put that on. Me. <laughs> if you put that on pay-per-view, I would pay money for it. I think P- Billy, if you put meta world peace in a room with Jordan and Pippin. And just you let them talk, and who knows where the hell it's going to go, okay? Next thing you know, Jamal Tinsley's walking in with a broom. I'll get to that in a Uh second. (laughs) Billy,
1: you wouldn't watch that? Meta, if you ever get the chance, you need to save it for metaphorically speaking, obviously. Yeah, that's a good point.
3: Yeah, I can't see Michael Jordan coming on metaphorically speaking first. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Wait,
1: who do you you see coming on metaphorically speaking first, Michael Jordan or Celine Dion? (laughs)
3: Maybe Michael Jordan. No, actually no, I can maybe, maybe, maybe Jordan. oh, out of those two? Yeah. If I had to pick one. Yes. yes. Oh my I god. Say yes, they're both such big stars. Oh my god. Well, have you have you met you Celine Dion? Because I spoke to Michael twice on the phone in my whole life. Right. And and Celine, they gave me tickets to um to see her perform. What? Oh, what? How did that happen? I was trying to go to a Celine Dion concert, and um, I I couldn't get in. I called my manager. I said, "Can you please figure something out?" And she knew I was a fan because I was always talking about her. And then, boom, eight tickets. Oh my goodness, it's
2: crazy. That eight tickets. Eight. Oh my god. Where?
3: Where? Oh, we had good seats. No, no. Yeah, we had great seats. Great seats, like like you know the top, but like perfect view. Perfect view. Did you get a chance to meet her? I took a picture of her. Yeah, she, she let us come down after the show. It's on what?
2: YouTube. I swear to you. Meta, you, you showed up with no tickets and got eight seats and got backstage. <laughs> hey, listen,
3: listen, listen. I was with all my dudes from the hood. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? I'm all my dudes. Like, my dude, jail time, all that, right? So <laughs> so, so, we go. They say, where are we going? I say, we going to Celine Dion concert. So they was like, I don't want to see Celine Dion. I'm like, man, let's go see Celine Dion. So we go see Celine Dion, and halfway through the show, like four of them start crying. That's how dope she was. Ah, we yes. Talk about halfway through the it. show, they were like, I'm like, yo, what y'all crying for? <laughs> <laughs> were you crying? Were you crying? I was crying. I was feeling it. You know what I'm saying? I was feeling it. But and you're not. She cried it down, and then Wait. after she took a picture, it's on YouTube. It's on Google. Go to Google. Run oh, my You'll see the picture. Oh my God! All this my is, dudes. This, this is
2: amazing. But you, you, listen. You're not afraid to cry. You're not embarrassed to cry. You'll cry. I'll you cry if I'm gonna cry. I will cry if i don't to cry i do not care. <laughs> of course. Um, I mentioned Jamal Tinsley in the broom, and that came out of nowhere. It was obscure. I've always meant to ask you this. I don't want to rehash the whole malice of the palace. I don't care, yeah. You've done that a thousand times. Yes. Okay, I don't want to do it. And, and Jermaine O'Neal just did it with, in a documentary and it was fantastic. Uh, but what was Tinsley trying to achieve with the broom? That's the only question I have. <laughs>
3: <sighs> it's, it's, he it's, came it's out with a broom. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know what? We need to get Jamal. We need to get Jamal. There's a lot, of people, a lot of people from the brawl that didn't get a chance to talk out. Right. I would love to hear their perspectives. But the broom is, I mean, 20 years later, I think it's kind of funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is. It's, it's so really funny. Me. Yes. <laughs> it's like the only thing I remember.
3: <laughs> hey, but you know oh. what was crazy? What? That broom saved a couple people, man. It, it's some it's some angles that y'all didn't see that we saw. We was like, wow. Really? Like what? There, like one chair like- was spinning this way, flat. What? Spinning over the head. Almost kind of, it was just like wow. A bunch of crazy scenes that y'all didn't see holy shit how did the broom save people though <laughs> like how did that well i'm assuming that he was like, right I'm, i don't know was it a which oh, oh. fly away <laughs> i think he tried to, i think he actually tried to fly away did you see that part <laughs> yeah
1: i did see that <laughs>
2: uh, matter i need to have you on again i think i want to have you on with celine Dion. as <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, because no, Matt is enjoying himself. I, I would like to have you on more often if that's possible. <laughs> yeah,
3: let's do
2: it. Uh Really quick, before we get you out of here, I just have a few questions. Your favorite Halloween candy is blank. Um,
3: Candy
2: corn, I think it's called. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Billy's so upset. Candy corn. Soaps. What's me, the matter? Give me a hundred
3: of those. I'll um, eat them all, get sick. I,
2: I am with you. I love let's candy corn.
3: <laughs> <laughs> let's, 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 it's hey, like eating you.
2: wax. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: That's what I said. Let's get sick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what does a, a meta world piece Halloween look like? We just had Halloween. Like, what? What'd you do? Do you, do you like well, do you go no all one, out with the house?
3: I, like, so on average, if I can tell you the most types of Halloweens I had, it was egg throwing eggs. That was like I had more Halloween throwing eggs yes. than anything else, and I'm talking about. Man, don't buying cases of eggs, going out at night, um, making the putting eggs in a sock, putting a lot of flour in the sock, freezing the sock, playing manhunt, hitting each other, like it was <laughs> wild in the hood.
2: <laughs> we I had a night those days. So uh, we had a night called mischief night uh in New York before you have the same thing? I mischief don't know. night. Mischief Night was the night before Halloween where you go out and just do anything. Oh, <laughs> like, yes. Like what you were just describing. Oh, yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> what a, I mean, you know what? Those eggs would have been really good they were cooked, but man, oh, man. <laughs> we just go to the store and get maybe 10, 20 dozens and just like... Let people have it. Some people take it too much and freeze the eggs. I, I'm like, come on, man, why are you freezing the eggs? <laughs> I'm my head off.
2: <laughs> uh, we'll let you go on this note, metaphorically speaking. Check it out, podcast one. Uh, new episodes are available, plus the X versus X sports league, which uh, Meta has going on as well. Uh, you're doing fantastic stuff. Uh, I am wondering here the uh, the player today that reminds you the most. The player today, Meta, that reminds you the most. The meta world piece is who.
3: I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this, the player I would have liked to be like, because my career was cut short due to instability. I don't think I don't think I, I, don't think I um, hit my potential, but okay. the player I would like to have been like was like Kawhi. I would have loved to play like Kawhi.
2: Really? Yeah. You've been on with us a, a bunch over the years. You seem like you're in the best place you've ever been in right now. Like you seem in a real like you're in a really happy, fun place right now.
3: I, re- I really am. Um, a lot of reasons. I really am, though. So, so many reasons. Um, and just, you know, older, being older. And then yes. also, like, you know, being around people who kind of know what I want. You know, when I first made it into the NBA and stuff like that, you know, I was a uh, – I still – I don't think I was around people that kind of got me. You know what I'm saying? Um, From many levels. You know, um, and, I, you know, I got goals. I got dreams. I got – I'm a different type of person, and I think – I'm, I'm just like doing exactly what I want to do and still um, basketball is at the center of my life still, you know, it, so that, that, yeah. it feels good for basketball to still be at the center of my life.
2: I'm super happy for you, buddy. I really am. Um, I'm happy to hear that. I feel like you could also go in right now, like right now for one night and you could shut down LeBron right now. I feel like you could do that. No way hey <laughs> I mean, come on let's be uh, Meta's in great shape man I love Meta's... Meta but uh, you know Billy Meta don't give a fuck who you are dude he will get right up in your face even right now and he will defend the shit out of you,
1: Do you know the... oh yeah he'll <laughs> defend the shit out of me but LeBron is not me <laughs> how
2: much how many points would LeBron score on you if you guarded him I think you?
3: right now he'll give me 50 i I'm not. maybe <laughs>
2: <laughs> who I'm would 84. be idiot? Who Maybe would be more actually? If I told you I had to go play a game tonight, who would be an easy cover for you? Is there a guy out there? A, a rookie, a rookie. <laughs> yeah, any rookie. <laughs>
3: yeah, but put, me in, put me on the call with nine rookies, four rookies on my team, five on the other team. I'll I, I go to work. <laughs> I'll go to work. <laughs> All right.
2: Metaphorically speaking, uh, his new podcast is available on Podcast One. Anything else you want to say about the podcast or the league? Anything about
3: meta- Yeah, you know, um, Nothing much. I think y'all said it all. uh, And I look forward to coming back on your show hopefully
2: soon. Oh, my God. I would love for you to come back on the show. If you do, what I will promise you, I can't guarantee it, is I will try to get Celine Dion. I will use your name and the fact that she got you eight tickets to a concert, if you don't mind. But I want her to hear you and Billy perform her song live, okay? Well, let's do it. Set it up. (laughs) Down. Okay. Thank you so
1: much, man. I'm super happy for you, buddy. Thank you. Billy, you karaoke with Metamorph
3: World Peace.
1: I know. Now all we have to do is get Celine Dion with him, like you promised, which seems probably impossible.
2: I'd rather Celine Dion with you right now. I want to hear that duet.
1: Exactly wow. right. <laughs> uh, Billy, was that a uh, career a career highlight for you? <laughs> it's definitely added to my list of uh, career things that have happened.
2: Career can't believe this is my life's. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Finny Finney, Finney was listening and he loved it. I mean, he really did. Finny's <laughs> a really big
1: Celine Dion fan from what I remember.
2: Yes. Now, did I say I would get Celine Dion or did we put that on meta? I forget how it went. No, where, where
1: it was you, you promised Celine Dion and I. <laughs> you may have also promised Michael Jordan. i I'll lot goes on lots of lots of empty promises well
2: I mean it seems easy Celine Dion and Michael Jordan
1: (laughs) yeah together the three of them singing singing
2: (laughs) Meta seems like he's in a great place does he not that was fantastic that was fun with Meta World Peace that was that was amazing I mean mikey yeah, i don't know for me i know he only played a, a single game for the Knicks, started a single game but after that interview i'm prepared to put him on my all-time Knicks team wow. <laughs> I, I mean if, if not first team at least second team <laughs> uh that was a lot of fun man that was billy for me it was a career highlight hearing you sing celine dion with meta world peace it was a career highlight for me billy
1: thank you thank you're welcome you. I don't
2: know. I mean, I've had a lot of highlights, so that was one of them. Okay? I nice guess. It's in my top 100. Okay. Wow. <laughs> How about that? Stupidity. Miller White. So we have.